This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. What do we got going on today, Kyle? We're going to continue our Frequently Asked Questions um, series here with part two. So we'll just go through some more that we've been getting here recently. So we'll start off with the first one is how many years do you have to have a policy before taking a loan? Um, I can't speak for all insurance companies, but for the companies we are appointed with, it is typically um, 30 days before you are able to pull a loan. It may be sooner than that. Um, I just like to err on the side of caution. So Yeah, that's 30 days from your first initial premium being paid is right. when you have access to that cash value. Right. And then typically after that, so say that you want to continue making payments into this policy throughout the year. You don't pay your entire year's premium um, at the beginning of the year. Uh, the insurance company, okay, so say you, you make a payment into the PUA rider. So you um, you have a higher cash value now with your policy. They are going to wait until those funds clear before they allow you to borrow them out of your policy. So 10 business days maybe before yeah. that happens. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, it isn't snap of the fingers fast, but it happens in a pretty short time frame. Yes. Yes, it does. And I've also heard of some companies... You know, they train their agents to tell people to not take loans for a while. And they can even reduce their commissions if clients take loans. So just be careful on, you know, what you're hearing from other people. And there's no reason to not work with somebody where you can get that money, you know, within the first year. So, Right. And and two, I think uh, I'm just going to try to restate that what you said, too, is that you're just telling people, you know, other companies might work differently. They may not want you to take a loan right away. You know, don't just take that as for the industry as a whole. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Okay. Should we move on to the next question? Yes. So um, the next question is, so if we put in, let's say $10,000 into this policy, how much of that $10,000 do we have access to um, right away? Well, that depends on policy design, doesn't it, Kyle? Yes, policy design, health rating, age. So, um that that's kind of a tough question to answer. It's going to be different for everybody. Um I would say a number that I'm comfortable with saying is that more than 50%, probably more than 60% of your payment is going to be available mm-hmm. um that you could borrow against. But, you know, it it really depends on the policy. Um, I mean, for example, if if you just have a lump sum of money that you're putting into a policy and and you don't plan on funding that policy for very long, that's going to be a situation where we probably put more into the PUA rider and less into the base premium. Maybe you're up at 75 to 85% at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um really really situation specific there i would say and it's going to depend on a lot of things sure 
And also when you look at that policy illustration, uh, make sure you realize that the year one, that is the cal- that is the illustrated project- projected number at the end of year one. It's not at the beginning of year one. Great point, Kyle. That's after the money has been in the policy for an entire year earning interest. Yes. It's going to be close to that, but... Right, because yeah. we're only in year one. Yep. So the next question that we have here is, are you always getting paid interest on your money or can it go the other way? And so what I believe the client is asking here is, does cash value always go up or can the cash value go down? Yeah. All right. So to answer the question, this one is, is it's easy. Cash value always goes up in dividend paying whole life insurance. Mm-hmm. Now, one situation that you can run into is if you are heavily loaning against your policy and the interest rate is exceeding the money earned in the policy, you could get to a point where the in- interest and the loan itself is growing faster than your cash value in the policy. And that could cause, um, well, you'd basically have to pay more premium into the policy to keep it in force because the loan is outpacing it. Yeah. But um, still, the cash value is still growing in that scenario. The loan would just be growing faster than it. Sure, sure. Um, But simple answer to the question, that is why we use dividend-paying whole life insurance is because values go nowhere but up. Mm-hmm. If you're creating a place to warehouse your wealth, i.e. something that resembles a bank, do you want to be able to lose value? Absolutely not. And it's also important to remember, depending on what type of um, policy we're using, if it's paid up to 100, paid up to 121, it's contractually, cash value is contractually guaranteed to equal your death benefit by that endowment age of 100 or 121. Yeah, 121 is when contracts now typically endow because with the the CSO, I think believe it was the 2001 CSO update, it it bumped it from age 100 to age 121. Mhm. And I mean, so there's a lot of policies in force that it's it's age 100, but yep. So I think we got that one covered. We'll move on to the next one here is um are you making interest on your money while it's in the policy or only when money is pulled out of the account. Okay. Can you clarify that one for us, Kyle? So I'm thinking that they're wondering, is the only way that you're making like interest on the policy is through policy loans. And that is not the case here. You're getting charged interest through a policy loan, but then your total cash value is still earning interest and dividends. Because... We never actually took cash value outside of the policy. Yes, it's important to know that these are policy loans. We're not taking money from. We're not withdrawing. So it's we're it's we're loan. collateralizing the cash value. Yes, that cash value, the the insurance company is is guaranteeing you the values in the guaranteed ledger um, of your life insurance policy. Okay, they're saying in a worst case scenario, we know that this policy is going to have this much cash value associated with it, assuming that you pay your premiums yeah. as, as depicted, okay? So it is the perfect collateral to the insurance company because they're the ones guaranteeing it. Now, if a bank makes a loan on, on real estate, they can't guarantee what the value of that real estate is going to be in five years, let alone 10 years or 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. Because they don't control the real estate market. Nope. 
okay? This is the perfect collateralized instrument, and that is why it works so well to become your own banker with dividend-paying whole life insurance because the collateral is guaranteed by the issuing company. Yes. That's, and, a, that's crucial to understand that. And uh, this question also kind of asks if um, the money that you earn interest on, or sorry, this question also asks the money that's collateralized, is, it a, is there a different rate? And that just depends if we're using a non-direct or direct recognition. So non-direct companies do not recognize loans, so therefore there is no um, penalty or different um, interest rate credited to those dollars. Right. There is no div- different dividend interest rate that's going to be applied. No. And and with direct recognition, they do directly recognize the fact that policy loans are outstanding. Mm-hmm. Some companies may raise the dividend. Some companies lower the dividend. Um, you should talk with your advisor about that if that's a question that you have regarding your company because it's going to be company specific. Mm-hmm. And it, it's also going to depend on when your policy was issued as well. Um, some direct recognition policies have fixed loan rates. Um, and if they were issued back in you know the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, um, you know, they probably got an 8% or so um, fixed interest rate on them. And if you borrow cash value, you're going to be charged that 8% likely, that yep. fixed interest rate. Um, but you may also have your dividend interest rate bumped up to to 8% as well. Just depends on the company. So you should ask your, your own agent regarding that. Yeah, and that's, well, like we said before, that's really getting deep in the weeds to really get down there and choose a company based on direct or non-direct. Yeah. But, but the, the simple answer to the question is, um, loans do not enhance the policy's performance. Mm -hmm. Your own behavior of paying back loans could, if you pay more than what the insurance company is requiring, you pay for interest. That would mean basically you're putting more payments into the PUA premium of your policy. Um, but a loan itself will not enhance what a policy does. Yep. And and I just a funny story. Um I I heard this from another um licensed agent who after reading Nelson's book, you know, and listening to Nelson's seminar, they thought, "Oh, the whole the whole power in this thing is is the taking of the loans, and that makes the policies perform better." So they had this astronomical amount of loans that they were taking out and I'm I'm not kidding you it was upwards of a hundred I think because they were just taking loans out every two weeks on this policy and the insurance company finally came to them and asked them what are you doing (laughs) and um, just goes to show that there is a lot of education that needs to happen out there in the world yeah and you know if it's not a stupid question if you don't know the answer to it no if it's a legitimate question it it's not stupid. And there's some stuff online that can make people think that the loan is how you make money. It's not it's not the loan itself that you're making money extra money from the policy from the company. It's what you're doing with that loan you take. It's what you're doing with that that loan that you take. Exactly. So it's, it's why you created this system in the beginning. So you had a place to that you were guaranteed access to money to be able to do whatever it is, whether that's business for you whether that's buying property, 
Um, whether that's just financing a, a family car or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's going to be different for everybody. And we, we, one last question we had on this was what's the dividend. And so, you know, a lot of people aren't sure what the dividend is. Is it like a stock dividend? Is it, you know, what, what's it like here? And really what it is, it's right now how it's calculated. And this may change with some new, um, laws and rulings that came up, but they calculate, they used a gar- they use a 4% guaranteed rate. And then they also factor in your age and Gro- more- we should say that's a gross rate too, Kyle. Yes, it's a gross rate. So that does not mean net 4%, but they use a 4% gross rate. And then they use your age and then they use mortality in a formula that then calculates um, dividends along with company profits. And a really simple way to put it is a dividend is a return of premium back to you. That is the classification, yes. The the company charged you for, they said, okay, like this premium that we're charging you, we guarantee you that this will happen on the guaranteed side of the ledger where no dividends are paid. But if our performance is better than that, the dividend is like a return of premium. Yes. But it's not, it, it's not just... Like, okay, I paid $500 for this policy. It only took 400 for this policy for the company to do what it said it was going to do, so I get 100 back, okay? It's not that simple. Um, no. Because they're putting that money to work, you know, buying bonds, um, investing in business and different things, okay? So that money is earning interest, and then once a dividend is paid, it becomes part of the guaranteed cash value, starts earning interest, Okay. There's a lot of different um, things that go into that. Yep. So, um, and and another way to say it is the the dividend is the surplus from the company that year. That's how much they declared that they're going to pay their policyholders this year. Sure. Okay. And you know whatever dividend you receive on your policy is your share of that dividend that the company has declared. So that's the surplus the excess over what the company has guaranteed you will happen with these policies. Dividends are not guaranteed, um, but the only dividend that isn't guaranteed is the one that you haven't been paid, okay? Yep. Because all dividends that have been paid to the policy cannot be taken away from you. And we work with companies that have paid dividends for over 100 years, so we just, it can happen where maybe they don't pay a dividend, but we don't expect it at this point. They paid them through the Spanish flu, the Great Depression, you know, the wars. wars. So, so yeah, we are confident that, you know, they'll, they'll keep paying dividends. So absolutely. And that, that wraps up this, um, section of part two of our series of frequently asked questions. So, and keep them coming guys. We want to get more of these. We are, we're happy to to answer these and, and share them with everybody. Likely if you have this question, a lot other people have the same question too. So you're helping everybody out here. So we appreciate it and, uh, look forward to talking with you next week. All right. See you guys. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.